Hey, Chris, the whole world is basically shutting down, so I figured uh, maybe we would uh, do a quick episode to uh, try to lift everybody's spirits and liven things up a bit. I think it's a good idea to release another episode since people will be forced to listen in their homes. They will have nowhere to run and nowhere to hide, but they will be at our mercy. Or they just won't listen. <laughs> or, they, or they just shut it off right after this fucking dumb skit. Anyway, pal, everyone knows how irate you've been over the lack of snow this winter. But here we are in spring, so it's not coming back. In the meantime, I decided to purchase us two tickets to a place that has an abundance of snow. Because I want you to be happy. Well, that's really nice. Bud, we are headed to Russia. All right, pal, are you ready? I guess so. Let's do this. cold here huh yeah fuck our balls are gonna be smaller than weinstein's by the time we get out of here (laughs) oh man too bad blue balls isn't here because these balls really wouldn't be blue (laughs) god all right let's do this case and get the fuck out of here quick let's do it podcast we are celebrating episode number 10 and we are yes <laughs> oh who is that oh sorry that was my spanish oh whoa 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 chris you were just ultra excited tonight hold on a second hold on i didn't even get to the question yet the question on everybody's mind that just never seems to get answered chris how are you? You know, I think people are getting a little sick and fucking tired of that question, Bill. Oh, no. Think? no, 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 not at all. Isn't that the first time I've asked it? <laughs> first, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, here we are. We just released an episode earlier this week, and we're back. And I figured, you no, know, everybody's kind of struggling, being quarantined for the most part, being stuck at home. We give them a little something... Oh, so I was going to say something fun to listen to. Uh, we'll give them something to listen to. We'll give them a little something to turn off after five minutes of listening. <laughs> well, like I put on uh, Facebook the other day, get ready to be grossed out and have a barf bag next to you for this one. This is fucking oh. terrible. And my man, here we you are. did not lie. No. Here, my God. Here we are. Episode 10. We 10. did it. Double digits. We made it to 10. I don't know how we did it, but we did it. Well, the first two years that we talked about it, we didn't release any episodes. And then within the past two months, we've released 10. Overachievers. Look at us go. But now you're 
home, right? Your uh, job yeah. has made you guys work from home at this point. I yeah. work from home all the time, so it's not really affecting me, but business is slow, so there might be an episode on me sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like uh, my Spartan uh, race is going to be postponed, Chris. And that was fun training for that fucking thing for the past nine months. <laughs> yeah, and we all know how uh, training works. You could you could train for twelve months, but you you can lose it in one. Oh, and so. it's it's so fucking unbelievable. Like, I mean, you could just train and train and train, and get hurt on the first fucking mile, like we've seen happen before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, whatever. I'll just use this time to uh, eat fucking Linzer tarts and sit on a couch. <laughs> I love a good Linzer tart. Hmm. You like tarts? Huh. Linzer tarts, you know, the ones oh. with those are the ones that are completely covered in chocolate <laughs> sprinkles on top. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. So here we are, episode number ten. And this one, believe it or not, was requested by my wife. This is this is definitely the worst one we've done. I mean Absolutely. Uh without a doubt. Without a doubt. This this fucking guy is scarier than the Erickson twins. He's scarier than that fucking haystack Robert the doll. Maybe. He might have made Robert the doll for all we know. <laughs> all right, anyway. Chris, let's tell everybody where we're going tonight. If you guys have been listening, you know that Chris has been absolutely irate about the lack of snowfall here in New York. So much so that he was arrested after last week's episode. It was a terrible event, but we'll, we'll get into that at a later date and time. <laughs> so, Chris, I wanted to surprise you, pal, because tonight we're going to a place with an abundance of snow. We are headed east, bud. We are headed to... Russia. Oh, shit. <laughs> we are going to be discussing the case of Anatoly Moskvin, also known as the Russian doll maker. What could go wrong there? I mean, that sounds like a nice kind of... Everything. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a nice job, right? I mean, you're, you're providing uh, some toys for maybe children or local uh, charities. Am I right, Chris? When in the history of our lives have dolls... Ended up in anything but horror. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and especially these. My God. As Chris was saying, if we ever do discuss a doll on this show, it's going to have a uh, darker story behind it. And this is probably the darkest one you're ever going to hear. Whew. All right, let's get started. Um, obviously, the term the Russian doll maker is... Uh, tongue-in-cheek way to describe crimes that Anatoly had committed. Just to give a brief synopsis before we get started, in 2011, he was arrested after mummifying the bodies of 29 girls. Now, these young girls were between the ages 3 to 12 years old. What he had done was go to uh, cemeteries, dig up the grave, remove the corpse from the casket, bring it back to his place. He would then dress the corpse, and if it did not still have its full facial structure, he would make one out of plastic for it. Like I said, we're going to get more in-depth to this, but this is the gist of what this guy has done, and he held on to these dolls in his bedroom as he was still living with his parents and kept them there as his quote-unquote Friends. Uh, I don't know about you, Chris, but I have never had a friend like that. 
give me a second because I just threw up three times. <laughs> this is fucking creepy. I mean, look, we all know there's some real weirdos out there, and I've done some pretty freaky stuff, but removing dead children from their graves and dressing them up as dolls in your room like and leaving them there and he had 29 you say is that what they discovered they, that they were all that, in his room yeah right? that's the official number um that was right, there we but don't the, know yeah but i think he actually even claimed that there were more because during this time period uh he was exhuming bodies at a at an astronomical pace so who knows what the real number is because i believe there were reports of a number of other grave desecrations yeah. and markings and because they had not they had not only found the bodies in his room which you can go onto youtube and look at the video it looks like one of those Please fucking, don't. <laughs> it looks like one of those fucking hoarding uh deals 150 graves apparently that he's accused of desecrating yeah because inside his room there were not only the 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 corpses but he had some metal plaques that were on the gravestones some tracings that he had done drawings things that he would take from the cemetery so the, there was an abundance of all of these items in his place relating to death yeah he researched over 750 cemeteries in uh the, the, so the the city where he was from was Nizhny Novgorod. Uh, Very nice. And, <laughs> thank you. 750 cemeteries. So this guy was like a pro on cemeteries. He researched them, very intrigued by it. And one of the creepy things, which we don't know is true, me and Bill were discussing this prior, he wrote in an article published in this, this thing called Necrologies. Everything's necro with him. Necro. Oh, necro yeah. this. Necro that. He's obsessed with the dead. So he confessed that what inspired this whole obsession with digging up people and, and interacting with the dead was at the age of 13. And he, he claims that these people in black suits basically stopped him on the way home from school one day and they made him go to a coffin and they had dug up an 11-year-old girl, which he says the name was Natasha Petrova, and forced him to kiss the dead girl. And he claims that he kissed her once, then again, then again, almost Dude. to make it sound like he liked doing it, like he kept doing it. It's just... Uh... Well, first off, I call bullshit on that story. But th because I think, you know, th this guy, <laughs> this guy was born fucked up in his early life. He had a uh, history of wandering through cemeteries, whatever kind of psychiatric thing he has going on inside of him has been there since birth. He also reported that he would have dreams of dead girls and that they would come to him and they would make him perform these black magic rituals. One including removing the tooth of a classmate. But, I mean, who knows how fucking accurate these stories are. Especially anything that comes out of this guy's mouth. Because it was later found that he was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic. Which sounds about right. I mean, you can even kind of pick up on that from the early days of his life. One uh, 
actual psychologist or psychiatrist. Um, but I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, because no. but how how fucked up would it be if this actually did happen? He was dragged to a <laughs> he was dragged to the grave and made to fucking make out with his dead with his corpse, forced to do it at gunpoint. <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like sometimes, you know, people just have, and you could see it with, you know, a lot of people have different fetishes, and you know, they're they have particular interests in certain things, but. Think of a gambler, right, who has an issue with just gambling problems, right? They can't stop them, themselves from going somewhere to gamble. Some people have this predisposition to being obsessed with certain things. And your hope is that their obsessions go towards, you know, more sane and, you know, something that's more beneficial than dead people. But it's just like... Maybe he, who knows, maybe he was pushed in the direction and in his natural personality of some, you know, of just being susceptible to fetishes or whatever, that he became obsessed with, with dead people. But this, this psychiatrist thinks that he's suffering from, he actually thinks he has a necrophilia and, and situational fet, uh, fetishism. Gee, thanks, Doc. <laughs> yeah, we did. We, we couldn't have figured that one out. Um, But... This is kind of what's scary. You know, I'm sure when you're writing articles about this, you don't, you cannot get yourself to say that he's digging these these dead girls up and he's performing, you know, whatever acts, because that's just like you can't. You don't even want to fathom that. Like, I just want to actually puke in my garbage can right now, just thinking about this. It's disgusting. By all accounts, his parents were involved. But they could be looking at everything, you know, and and they say that he was a fairly normal child, but they could be looking at every, everything through rose-colored glasses. As we come to find out, he lived with them throughout his adult life, too, and he was living in their house in a room when all of these mummified corpses were found, and the parents say that they had no idea they thought mm. that he, they thought that he was just into collecting life-size dolls. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they were just in denial because they said they traveled. <laughs> they traveled a lot, so they were probably like, you know what, man, this fucking guy is pushing fifty or whatever the fuck he is, and he's still here. He's got these dolls, these fucking life-size dolls. Let's just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I think, yeah, honestly, you you gotta be really naive these people probably just like i don't know what the fuck this guy's into but as long as he keeps it away from me he could stay there because it it fucking there was complaints of how bad the stench was when he opened the door how do you not know that how do you not know some fucking weird shit's going on i mean what did he just tell me he was taking a shit on the floor <laughs> every <laughs> night or is he out of toilet paper was this 2020 that would be condoned at this point <laughs> but yeah so i mean I'm telling you, what I think is that they've probably just had it with him and didn't want to deal with it. And, I mean, they probably thought he was a fucking weirdo. But, I mean, who's really going to think that anybody is capable of digging up corpses, turning them into dolls, watching TV, and having birthday parties for him? I mean, you don't really hear about that. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, yeah, like you said, I think they're in denial. Like, they maybe, maybe the thought crossed their mind, but they're just like, no, it can't be true that that's not something my son would do or or whatever but oh man i well God. and so 
you you look at this guy, right? So there's always been some sort of psychosis going on within him. But the guy was a loner, basically had no friends. He never dated or married, and he didn't drink alcohol. And many believe that he was still a virgin. So you put those factors together. Let's just take let let's just take two of them. You don't fucking drink, and you've never had sex. That's gonna drive anybody nuts. <laughs> what else is there to do? I mean, this guy, from from what other people say, aside from when they discovered what he actually did, was that he was very bright. The guy, the guy knew thirteen languages. Oh, this guy was a fucking. This guy was a, 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 not a genius, but he was very intelligent and, and obviously very motivated. Some people, you know, the, the people out there that are just very bright. There's always something you always find that some portion of their brain lacks almost almost like it's it's making up for the fact of how bright you are in other aspects. Yeah, like they can only do that one thing. So so they end up being socially awkward or there's there's some other issue that makes them I don't want to say normal, not normal, but that that, that differentiates them from the herd you know that's that's i guess that's part of the thing here i mean he was very bright you know he, he was multifaceted I mean, he 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 was a historian spoke 13 languages he traveled was a journalist a magician whatever the fuck he was doing i don't know what he was doing as a magician well maybe he put on magic shows like you do you know how you do uh a couple shows here <laughs> so fucking <laughs> stupid how you do a couple shows here <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, I'm known to pull a few rabbits out of a hat. Is that where you're pulling them from? Fuck off, asshole. <laughs> oh, God. And then there's there's something that says he describes himself as a necro... Necrop... Necro, necropolis. Necropolis. Uh, yeah, I looked that word up. It's nowhere to be found. And basically, he is saying that that is an expert on cemeteries, right? Is that what it means? Your guess is as good as mine, but he he clearly felt that he was an expert in this. He he goes even further uh, t- to say that other people, um, other historians, weren't as you know they they weren't as dedicated basically because he says that a a colleague he criticized her. Because she did not research inside the graves. <laughs> yeah, because that's what everyone's doing. I mean, like, obviously he he had a true obsession with this, and he took it to the next level, unfortunately. I mean, but, but when you start saying shit like that, I mean, doesn't it raise any red flags to anybody? I, I don't like... Yeah, if you match up all his weird behavior, where he's living, his the fact that he's got fucking dolls... They would send him out on these jobs, right? So he would have to go examine cemeteries around this particular region. Like I said, it was over 700 of them. Now, (laughs) I mean, that's a weird enough job, right? But his behavior was even fucking weirder than his goddamn job because they said that he would drink from goddamn puddles like a fucking animal. Then he would spend nights in like abandoned farms and then one night they even found him in a fucking casket in a, in a 
basically in a fucking grave. So uh, at least at least this asshole practiced what he preached. <laughs> you know, he said that to that fucking that that girl. He goes all or nothing. You, you need to get in there and examine it. Well, <laughs> big boy did that. What kind of historian are you? You don't fucking go inside the grave? Oh, my God, man. What a fucking sicko. What a weird thing to be obsessed with, huh? Just one you gotta... Anytime you find somebody that's uh, an adult that hasn't been laid, you, you just... it's uh, You are... You are playing with fire. I'm telling you. <laughs> You're playing with fire. Had this guy gotten laid once or twice or at least had a girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever the fuck he's into, I guarantee those bodies would not have been getting dug up. He's a professor at Harvard, if that's the case. But then you don't know, because, I mean, what the hell do I know? Look at some of these other guys, like Ted Bundy. He was a good-looking guy. Wasn't he uh, a necrophiliac, too? There were some reports of that. Yeah, or these and people he, that, these, these people that uh, end up killing and eating other people. I mean, that's uh, also... So scratch what I said. Maybe I'm the <laughs> asshole. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> this guy's just gross. How's that? How's that for analysis of this? He's fucking gross. Oh man, but but think think of how disturbed you have to be to not only all right whatever people could study graves and find it fascinating. I find it fascinating when I drive by a cemetery that they have headstones from the Revolutionary War. That to me is intriguing, but like I wouldn't I wouldn't think to take it further and be like, oh, I wonder what the that dead person was wearing. You know, like. That's just where you got to, like, you got to think of how disturbed. Well, that's the thing, too, man. It's like, this was beyond an obsession. It was it was just like a, a complete way of life. Because he had another job where he was <laughs> a fucking writer for a newspaper. And he would publish articles on the local cemeteries. It's like, how much can you take of this shit? Consumed. I mean, we all... Some of us hope to have passions of some sort, and uh, <laughs> not like this. This guy certainly found one. So let's talk about his uh, current whereabouts. Oh well, yeah. So in 2011, there had been a number of grave desecrations taking place. I guess more so than normal. So the police were going around trying to investigate it, right? It just so happens when they were out looking around and patrolling one night, lo and behold, guess who was there? They fucking found him at the grave. He wasn't digging anything up at the point when police questioned him. He just said that he was painting the tombstones. What, what cop is not going to take you into the custody at that point? You know, <laughs> trespassing at a fucking cemetery in the middle of the night, touching the gravestones and painting little pictures on them? Look, guys, I'm just touching him up. Probably had a little shovel in his back pocket. Crazy. And who knows what he was in the, the process of doing at that point. Oh, yeah, I bet he was probably going back for, for another, another one. one. Now, what happened uh, after that, Chris? <laughs> I heard uh, there was rumor that investigators went to his uh, home. Uh, yeah, and this is unfortunate because, as we mentioned, they uh, go into the uh, Moskvin's flat. And um, they didn't like what they found. So there's pictures that were released by police or, or video um, that had the bodies were seated on shelves and sofas in small rooms full of books, papers, and other things. Although only 26 bodies were discovered in the home, 
it was suspected that he desecrated over 150 graves, as we mentioned. They also found numerous nameplates that were removed from the headstones and instructions for making these quote-unquote dolls. If you go onto YouTube, like I said earlier, if you go to YouTube, there's an RT News report that you can find easily on this. And they reveal the findings as the police were searching. So, like I said, in the beginning of the show, it looks like a fucking house you'd find on that TV show Hoarders, right? You can't even see the goddamn floor. There's food, garbage, clothing about three feet high. And like Chris said, in the mix with all this garbage and shit, you find these dolls. They had faces that were decently preserved, but then there were other ones that must have been buried for so long that he constructed a new face for them. So some had like plastic features, other ones were wrapped up, and one even looked like a like a bear. But there was one in particular that was on a shelf that they showed that was probably the creepiest uh, of them all. What he would do was try to restore the face best he could by, you know, even maybe even using like a paper mache, and then he would put buttons into the eye sockets so that they could, quote-unquote, watch cartoons with him. Oh, my God. And like we said earlier, he would have conversations and be able to interact with them because he was nice enough to cut open their ribcage and install some sort of audible box. So whenever he would touch or, you know, maneuver them around a the room... It would make a sound like who the f- and who the fuck knows it could be music or it could be maybe he installed a talking doll fucking, you know, voice box in the thing, which is f- just terrifying. man. I mean, I don't think this guy is a murderer yet, but, you know, if he couldn't get his fix on digging up these dead corpses, maybe he would eventually attempt to make his own. And see that, and that's the thing too. Like when you think about all the stuff that he's done, digging up all these graves, removing these corpses of children, and keeping them in his house. So I don't know. For for me, it feels like the crime for this would be severe. But maybe like we're not really associating the fact that he didn't actually kill these children. He just took them from graves. He didn't receive that large of a sentence because he really only was charged with desecration of, of graves and dead bodies, which is up to five years in prison. I believe in 2019, he was supposed to be getting released from the mental hospital that he was in because initially they had sent him to prison and he had made claims that the, <laughs> that the guards were beating the shit out of him. So the, 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 he, uh, he hired a lawyer, and she dealt with his mistreatment claims and eventually got him transferred to a mental institution. So now, the guy's... Hopefully been... not one in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> <laughs> no. In the Hudson Valley. <laughs> Where they're fucking just closed and rotted and deteriorated. But uh, this fucking guy is either free right now or getting ready to be released and be left to his own devices again. Well, they they mentioned that as of uh, last year that every request that was made to extend his treatment has been approved. Uh, because the last time, after he was monitored, after three years after his indictment, they, they found that it was very clear that he was not fit for trial mentally. Um, so they, they 
basically extended his treatment. I can't imagine this guy's ever going to be in a situation where he's going to convince anybody that he's fit. I mean, what's he, what's he going to go back to uh, being a historian or a professor? Or this guy's not getting a job anywhere. Maybe like as a, uh, a, a telemarketer that could take calls from fucking thirteen different countries. <laughs> yeah, in a in a fucking box because yeah. no one wants. I mean, think about it. Like, yeah, when he gets if he gets released, I guess it's different. It's not like a registered sex offender where you have to report. Yeah, know, because I don't think what he you've done. I don't even know how. Do, what, what is the law on that? If you're a necrophiliac, are they you got him. are you uh, still considered a sex offender? Being the, the the fucking victim's dead, I don't think you would be. I don't know, but I think given the fact that it was children, that I I think maybe that might have. Some, but even so, I mean, nowadays with background checks, I mean, they're gonna take one look at this guy's history and be like. <laughs> You're never gonna see him again. Yeah, seriously, like, that's a that's a good fucking um, point. Like, where where is this guy going? He's better off just staying inside this mental hospital. Where is he going? Yeah, I I can't imagine. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Though nowadays nowadays people uh, people will give this guy a second chance. You know, not to say that he shouldn't have one, just not in public. I don't know. <laughs> and the parents have been gone for so long they don't even realize he's been in prison. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, how naive can you be? I mean, there was reports from the neighbors of the, the stench. When his door would open, the stench that would come out. I don't remember seeing anything about their complaints about, you know, the smell. But does an embalmed body still smell? Like, after, you know, because he dug these kids up from the grave. I don't know how long they had been there. Um, maybe a couple of years. I guess the skin would still rot, though, right? I don't know. You know, apparently he, after exhuming the the corpses, that he would, he actually had looked into ways of mummifying the bodies, and he actually would dry the corpses with this combination of salt and baking soda, and then he cached the bodies in secure, dry places in and around the cemeteries, and then once they had dried. Does nobody like not discover this shit? Once they dried, he carried them to home to his house, and then he made dolls out of them. At this point, so I don't, basically like fucking like a a, a jerky kind of um, oh. curation, right? I mean, he's drying out the fucking body so much and dehydrating it, but like. God, it's so fucking crazy to me. Like I, I don't know. like yeah. you said, how did, how was this never discovered? Apparently, his motive was to have a child. Like he had wanted to adopt a young girl at some oh, point. Oh God, thank God he did. Yeah, oh my God. But thankfully, his parents talked him out of it. Otherwise, maybe we would have had a murder victim on our hands. Who knows? But or maybe it would have done the opposite. Maybe it would have fulfilled his need of being a, a father, and then none of this would have happened but maybe if he had a child or if he had adopted a child that maybe he doesn't go down this route you know maybe he, he becomes a more sane person because his needs are fulfilled or maybe he would have been twisted either way like it's too much of a risk to take with this fucking guy oh yeah i mean it, i think regardless his true side would have come out and it's just thankfully he he wasn't able to create life because God knows what would have happened. Well, we would hope that the buck stops with him. <laughs> but as the story goes, there's some fucking sicko 
that um likes him. You have got to be kidding. Oh. And in 2016, I don't know if this is still the case now because there's not much that's been updated on him. He planned to marry a 25-year-old girl who had been attending his uh, court trial. Oh, I'm telling you, they're there for all these sick fucks out there. There's always there's always women that or men that come out of the cracks from between the cracks once <laughs> they uh, get into trouble. I mean, look at that fucking dickhead um, Scott Peterson, right? The one that killed his wife and the baby. Yeah, he, yeah. he gets fan mail from females all the time, and then you get the other fucking. Uh, that Kitty Fiddler, um, uh, God, Ian Watkins from Lost Prophets. Anyway, he's still getting letters from women, and he had just gotten caught on the phone from prison trying to coax a woman to come visit him with her fucking child or some shit. So, like, the yeah. weird thing is, like, as sick and twisted as these guys are, once they get caught, and no matter how ugly they are, like, like look how ugly this fuck is. And there's a a, a a a girl, a young girl, who now wants to marry him. What the fuck is going on there? There truly is somebody out there for everyone. Jesus Christ. Yeah. There's. Look, as as some as soon as somebody, and you gotta imagine that she has obviously similar, you know, passions because this guy brought out a fan, and like it, that's what happens when you get these extreme cases and you know and who knows maybe partially it's because they want to just be seen you know so they just some people are just desperate for the spotlight but um you know you just got to be these cases all these different cases there's always people out there other people out there that that feel the same way as them but they were just in hiding until this until it comes to light and then they're like oh you know, there's someone out there just like me, and then all of a sudden you get, like, a copycat or, uh, you know, like this, where somebody wants to marry them, and, like, what kind of life is that going to die? I mean, (laughs) since this guy was a young child, it's been going on, walking around cemeteries, playing in cemeteries, making up these fucking crazy stories, you know, Uh. about people making them make out what a corpse, which I, now that I think about it, I wonder if he actually went to a grave and made out with a corpse himself and then blamed it on these fictitious three people that were never found. In yeah, black capes or whatever. Yeah, I mean, but suits. can't you see him, a kid going through puberty, going to a, a, a fucking grave and digging the shit up and making out with the thing? God damn. And then, then pursuing a career dealing with nothing but uh, death. Somebody missed the signs a long time ago. And, and then sleeping, you know, <laughs> sleeping in graves, sleeping next to graves. I don't know. Never having a yeah. never having a girlfriend, no friends, no socialization, just a constant obsession with death. That's the th- last thing I want to think about. Even though he does deny that there's any sexual attraction to these dolls, he's he said that that he considers them to be his children. <sighs> And he sang songs to them and watched cartoons. <laughs> Dude, it's so fucking... And celebrated their birthday. So this guy would, like, make little, like, uh, birthday cakes and sing happy birthday. And I bet you anything, he probably, like, like put them all, like, in a little circle, 
you know, like like a kid's birthday party, balloons and all this shit. <laughs> so, like, where were the pa- the parents didn't see the fucking cake and shit coming into the room? Or like <laughs> they, when he was just talking to nothing. Hear him singing "Happy Birthday," and this asshole even said he had the balls to say to these fucking parents who were absolutely livid. You know, of course, not only have you lost a child, then you find out that you're going to this grave and the body's not even in there. It's been exhumed and stolen by some sicko. He has the balls to say they abandoned their child in the cold and he took them in and warmed them up or something along those lines. He also mentions like how he determined whether or not that these bodies wanted to be removed and brought back to life, that he would sleep in the child's grave to determine whether or not that spirit would want to be brought back to life. Oh, man. So, and and that that coincides perfectly with what he did because he would, like we said, he mummified over 29 children's bodies that we know of. Interesting thing was that he kept some in his room and then he discarded others in the garage. So, like, some that he didn't, that he deemed unfit to... Stay there. He couldn't use them for whatever he wanted to. Let's not go too hard on Mal Bill because, you know, before he dug up any graves, he asked permission for the child within first. Ah, So, okay, he did ask permission. My apologies. This is literally making me sick. Yeah, this was a bad one. I I don't know what my wife was thinking. (laughs) I mean, and this is, I mean, my cousin Vicky in Texas suggested a friggin' show. And she's literally the sweetest person I know. Suggests that we do a show on um, the yogurt shop murders down in Austin. And it's just like fucking kids being killed. I mean, I don't get... (laughs) It's just terrible. I don't want to cover these goddamn topics. They're depressing and and sick. Yeah. I guess that's the nature of the game. That we're... uh, We're going to do this thing, Bill. We're going to go 100%. Oh, are we ever? Are we ever? And somehow we're getting listeners. The numbers look pretty good, Chris, and we're getting a bunch of listeners overseas, and we actually cracked the top 200 in Ireland. I believe last month or wherever the fuck it was, we peaked at number 168, believe it or fucking not. Wow. But that's the story of... And what the fuck's this guy's name? Anatoly Moskvin. That is the story of Anatoly Moskvin. Let's hope to God that he has not been released or will not be released anytime soon. Let's keep him locked up. Well, we hope we made your time off a little more enjoyable and hopefully provided you with a little bit of entertainment in these uh, troubled times in the world. That Everything will get better and back to normal soon enough. Look at me being Mr. Positive. I was in a fucking bad mood last episode. I was losing my shit, on <laughs> exploding on everybody. Let me uh, just go do the run-through once again. All right, Chris, here we go. I'm just going to do a recording of this shit and just fucking drop it <laughs> at the end each week. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at btcpod2020 at gmail.com. Or, oh, and actually, I did receive... An email, but it was a. Fa- <gasps> it w- yes, but it ended up being from my friend Rob. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't count. I've got one. A sympathy email. Uh, yes, it was just a very. Uh, I mean, I, I appreciate it, but I-, I-, I need some fucking person I don't know to write 
Just say that you're listening. <laughs> he got in touch with us on Facebook, and that is Between the Cracks Podcast. And also on Instagram, that is Between the Cracks Podcast. Shocker. Is anything else Between the Cracks fucking podcast? <laughs> God. Anyway, that's the end of our very special episode number 10. Now, I don't know what Chris's schedule looks like, but I am fucking pretty much free for the next few days. So maybe we'll... The next few months. <laughs> maybe we'll just keep pumping out episodes. It gives me... Uh, Something to do. Everything's closed. Gym's closed. Schools are closed. They just closed the malls. So, I mean, this is what we, we'll be doing. Let's set the new norm for a while. So that's the end of us. We will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, it was good. Oh, we got to do our skit, right?